Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings, three for ten. Save $100 on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha acoustic for just $199. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a July 12th Wednesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer at many places, Associated Press, Real GM, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbia. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we have everything covered for you in the NBA, the NFL, all of the teams that you want to hear from, the local angles, the league-wide angles. We have them for you here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So definitely be sure to check out the wide variety of podcasts that we have. Welcome back to the show. As I mentioned, it is Wednesday. The Blazers are still down in Las Vegas. No moves either have been made uh, so far in free agency or via trade since we last spoke. But there was some stuff that that happened is there have been some updates there have been some things that we also missed uh truth be told so we will get to that on this edition of locked on blazers some some news and some summer league stuff to to get through i guess we'll start with the summer league stuff first since that is news and and there was some stuff that happened in that game that is newsworthy outside of just the final score final score 99 85 blazers lose to the spurs to fall to one and two in the vegas summer league their second straight loss bryn forbes had 35 points for the spurs he's been the leading scorer in the vegas summer league so far though there were some great performances last night donovan mitchell had 38 points uh, lots of uh, high point totals but the Spurs beat the Blazers pretty handily. Though for Portland, the story of the game was definitely another solid performance from Caleb Swanigan delivering once again as he has during his trip to Vegas. During the Blazers' trip to Vegas, he finishes with 19 points and 13 rebounds. He had 15 and 9 at halftime in this game, so did most of his work in the first half. And... Portland started off slow in this game. They went down 11-0 again. They had to fight back. They kept on having droughts and having to come back. And it was just another one of those games. It's kind of hard to win when you don't play with a point guard for a lot of the time. And then it's even harder to do that when uh, a couple of your guys that are supposed to be big minute guys in the summer league get hurt, which is what happened with Pat Connaughton and Zach Collins. It is a right quad contusion for Zach Collins and... Uh, they're calling Connaughton's injury a left hamstring inj- injury. Uh, 
no word on Connaughton and whether he will play uh, moving on into summer league. We'll see. It did not look good, and judging by the fact that it's a one-day rest period and he doesn't really have any time to rest at all or recover that injury, I would I would think that they would hold him out instead of forcing him to play in a meaningless game, even though the, the tournament phase is starting today for the Blazers, or tonight, excuse me, at 7 p.m. in Vegas. They're going to take on the Chicago Bulls. I, I don't I would not expect Connaughton to play and I would also doubt that Collins plays. They just gave up two picks to get him. They that was their crown the crown jewel of the draft, their their big get, their you know, the guy that they bet they bet a lot on. because uh, they gave up two picks to get him and I, I would doubt that they would force him to play. But maybe he does and he wants to play it's his hometown so that's another factor he may want to play for the hometown for 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 his family or friends that may be around but at the same time it is summer league and uh, I'm sure he has I'm sure the Blazers would probably rather that if he's not feeling great to not play so Collins and Connaughton both only played 11 minutes and were forced from from the game due to injury and Swanigan was was very good. Jake Lehman got a little more time on the ball, which was good to see. Uh, not he had moments, but it, it wasn't bad. And I I, I think that it, it, as long as Connaughton is out, and I think that that should continue. I think Lehman should get a little bit more time on the ball because I I, I think this potential development time for him could be crucial because once we get into camp and once they get into the deal to the season it becomes a lot harder to do that type of stuff in a live action setting and I and I think uh Lehman does have a nice jumper but if he can at all add you know something to his game play a little pick and roll be a little bit of a, a creator then that would also open up some more opportunities for him to get minutes because the Blazers could always use more guys like that. So Lehman didn't have a great game, but he he got to do a little bit more with the ball in his hands, which I liked. But Swanigan, once again, was the story of the game with 19 points and 13 rebounds. He continues to be the talk of Summer League about for the Blazers. And he was asked after the game to describe his playing style by Comcast Sportsnet Jason Quick. And his quote was, balls to the wall. Pardon my French, which is just a phenomenal quote, first of all, for bringing back Pardon My French, because I have not, I haven't heard anybody say Pardon My French in a while, and I'm, I love that Caleb Swanigan's bringing it back, I'm all for it, and it's totally true, he never stops moving on the offensive end, he's always crashing the glass, and he doesn't stop moving on the defensive end, that's what I really like about him, is that he just really knows how to move he works hard obviously I'm not I'm not trying to say that it looks effortless but there's there's something also natural about it which which makes it really fun to watch because I like guys that it's always fun to watch guys that are really hard workers that that play hard all the time but for me I also I also find great joy in watching guys who are kind of natural with it and and Swanigan gives that off sometimes so uh that was the first game really where his offensive game came together where things really started to click he was getting a lot of the same looks he was getting a lot of those same plays run for him that high low with Zach Collins at the top at the three-point line and 
to him to duck in and, and he backs down and gets the pass from Collins. You know, he gets that, the mid-range jumper. All of that stuff. Uh, Connaughton, uh, excuse me, Swanigan really has, he's displayed the full repertoire of moves throughout Summer League. It didn't just happen yesterday, but they finally started to go in yesterday. And you can see that he clearly works really hard at his game. And one of the things I wrote in my real GM piece after the draft was, you know, Zach Collins was the story of, of the draft because Portland gave up two picks to get him. But one of the things that I did write was Swanigan's turnaround last year just shows you something about his character and something about also his talent that this guy should not be underestimated. He's only 20. So, the the fact that he's he's that young and works that hard and also seems to have just an amazing feel for the game all of those things are encouraging to me and i would not be surprised if if Swanigan got minutes next year i i i don't know if he if it would i would go as far as him starting uh, be the starting power forward but I think he's in the mix to get minutes. I think it's going to be a battle. I think Myers Leonard's going to have to fight for his minutes. I think Noah Vonley's going to have to fight for his minutes. Nothing is a given right now because I think Swanigan just he he really just knows how to play the game and and works hard and is talented and I, and I think that that combination of stuff I think makes him a little bit more ready to contribute than Collins and Collins hasn't been bad. Collins before he got hurt or I mean not before he got hurt still averaging two blocks a game two steals a game he's active he's good on the defensive end his offensive game still has a lot of work it's not to say that Collins is a bust or anything just because Swanigan has been good but I really think that Swanigan and his ability to score and his activity on the defensive end and rebound I, I think the combination of all those things, I think it makes him maybe a more attractive player to go get minutes early. But we'll see. It's a long time uh, long time here. But, uh, I mean, even Swanigan could play with with Noah Vonley. I, I could see that lineup doing okay. Vonley's had experience as at, at center. Maybe you put Swanigan at center, and you have two guys that just get all the offensive rebounds and and never stop rebounding. You the the the, the rebounding potential with Swanigan and Nurkic, Swanigan and Vonley, Swanigan and Ed Davis. I I I because he can shoot, because he can space a little bit, it makes it even even more attractive. He hit a three in this game. I, I I'm liking the, the options that Portland has at their disposal. And I'm sure Terry Stotts is really enjoying just this added depth that he has more big men that he can trust. But I, I think Swanigan's game is pretty malleable and can go with just about anybody. So uh, that's what I've really liked about his game. He, he can adapt. He can move. He, he is great in different situations, in pick and roll, closing out, getting rebounds in the post, getting position, passing the ball from the post, passing the ball from the top of the key. I mean, he he really he really just does a lot of great things. And it's it's really I, I think Portland definitely nailed that pick. And I think Zach Collins is a good player too. Uh you you just want him to be healthy and and, and maybe uh just to continue what he's been doing. Because I don't think Zach Collins needs to change anything either. I, he he's got a nice release from three. 
He can defend. He's in passing lanes. He's getting steals. He's blocking shots. And that's really what Portland really needed last year. They especially after Aminu was out, is they just didn't have enough guys that were just in passing lanes, blocking shots, and 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 causing disruptions on the defensive end. So I think Swanigan and Collins are both going to be solid pros. And if I had to guess, as I mentioned in the last episode, I am now even more confident that I think Swanigan has a really good chance to get minutes here for the Portland Trailblazers when we get to the regular season. As I mentioned, the Blazers have another summer league game this evening in Las Vegas, 7 p.m. against the Chicago Bulls summer league team facing Lori Markinen, Chris Dunn, a couple of the guys from the Jimmy Butler trade from Minnesota. And if the Blazers win that game tonight, Against the Bulls, they will play the Toronto Summer League team at 7 on Thursday. But if they lose tonight against the Bulls, they will have a day off in Vegas before facing the Lakers and 76ers at 5.30 on Friday. Just a little bit of a programming note. We are not going to have a podcast if they make it to Friday uh, or, or Thursday. We're just not. This is our only podcast for the rest of the week. We're still doing twice a week. Uh, and we will give you an update if necessary, if, if a big story happens, if it's something big, obviously we will be there, but being that it's summer league, being that it, it is the summer, you know, we're going to, we try and lax it out a little bit because there's just not a whole lot right now, but there, there is some potential stories out there that could bring us back earlier than expected. So I just wanted to let you guys know where the podcast and when the podcast will be coming, but as I mentioned, there's some other news to get to. Uh, one of the, the the real pieces of news that we forgot to mention in the last episode that happened over the weekend was the Blazers stretching Festus Azili's $1 million guaranteed contract, which they they did that. Eric Pincus from Basketball Insiders is one of the best cap guys is the best cap person in the league when it comes to getting cap information and and having it accurate so it's not a not a not an unclear report it's a real report but they apparently they stretched azili's one million dollars which is 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 odd to me because the stretch provision is usually reserved for bigger contracts if you recall a couple of years ago at the trade deadline when the Blazers traded for Anderson Verizhao and he had, I believe it was $10 million or close to $10 million left on his deal, the Blazers executed the stretch provision with him to roll that $10 million over, I, th- I believe it's five years or something like that. But to do it with Azili's $1 million is really odd and I'm... Obviously, you're going to be counting Paul Allen's money here, but it seems like a waste to use that provision on a $1 million player that's going to be off your books in a year because now you're just adding more money to your books over subsequent years. So maybe it's to save a million dollars in luxury tax this year. I don't know, but this is weird, and and I... I've been trying to rack my brain to figure out why they did this and why they, they, they chose to do that. But 
I'm still coming up with blanks here because they have a big payroll. They're already in the luxury tax, and I don't really think it, it is a million. I don't think a million dollars is really going to make that much of a difference in this team's tax bill right now. So it's it's a little weird to me that they used it on that, but they used it on that. So maybe there's a, there's a better reason here, but. It usually seems like to me, though, the stretch provision is typically used by teams to stretch players that have bigger salaries. And the $1 million of Azili relative to the $99 million cap and the $120 million payroll that the Blazers have is is pretty it's just a little it's a little confusing for me so that's something that definitely that happened over the weekend that i wanted to discuss and discuss my confusion because normally portland is really good with the cap so there could be an underlying reason here that i'm not seeing because they have done a pretty good job i mean last year they missed the luxury tax by like forty thousand dollars because they're counting so I don't know. This this may be part of some bigger accounting plan, and it probably is. But it, just at first glance, it seems very confusing as to why they would do that. And maybe it was just I I don't know exactly why this this went down this way. But it did. The Blazers stretch Festus Azili's one million dollars over the next four to five years, and I don't. And they don't get to use the stretch provision again because the CBA I think only allows you to do it once. Uh, every CBA cycle and the new CBA just kicked in CBA for those uh, unaware is the collective bargaining agreement between the players union and the league, which they agreed to in December. And it just went into effect at the start of the new season, which starts officially on July 1st. So uh, they stretched Festus Azili, which confuses me still. They have some, there are some updates out there now uh, about or there were some updates out there yesterday regarding Carmelo Anthony trade that Portland has been rumored in. Uh, before we get to that, just wanted to give you uh, a, just a brief breakdown again once of the Locked On podcast. Napa it takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Network and all of the great programming that we have for you. We've had all of our, we've had teams in Vegas. We've had so much great insight from all 30 teams during this free agency time. Football's coming up. So if you're a big football fan, find the Locked On podcast of your favorite team. Fantasy draft season is around the corner. We got locked on fantasy football we have locked on fantasy basketball as well uh, with our guy josh lloyd so definitely check out all of the great programming on the locked on podcast network as i mentioned there was some other news that came out yesterday well not quite news in terms of fully formulated stories but news in terms of uh, an update on a big story that we heard a lot about over the weekend and that we keep hearing about. We keep hearing whispers that Carmelo Anthony to Houston is a done deal, that it's going to happen. Chris Paul told Mark Spears yesterday, just wait. 
so you know that's just wait you know i and so i guess we'll take chris paul's word for it obviously there's also been some reporting on the trade or potential transaction of having carmelo anthony go to houston portland of course has been rumored to be involved it makes a lot of sense given that they have requisite salaries to help balance a trade between those teams but uh, according to uh, at j sports ent on twitter who has been on top of the Carmelo to Houston story, has not held back and and continues to double down on the story. In fact, saying that that Melo to Houston is going to happen. He had an update yesterday when someone asked him about Portland getting something other than Anderson in this scenario, and his response was they would like to if they are going to be the third team. So that, to me, means that Portland does not want Ryan Anderson, which... I'm, you know, I, there's a lot of things I, I, I talked about how I thought Portland wasn't good enough offensively to say no to Ryan Anderson. And I, and I still believe that, but that's also irrespective that that also kind of separates him from his cap number. And Portland already has a lot of really tough contracts that are going to be really difficult to trade given the price we saw for Damari Carroll. Uh, I think that's a that's a good example of what it may cost to move a player with a, a pretty decent salary like an Allen Crab. So that costs them a first round pick and a second round pick to get to move Crab. And so you bring in Ryan Anderson to the team, and there's a couple things that may happen, and that's and and I think Swanigan actually I think plays a big role here in whether Portland would want to do this because. You have Ryan Anderson. He's a baller. Love Ryan Anderson. He'll help you win a bunch of regular season games. He'll shoot the three. He'll help space the court, and he'll make the Blazers a really good offensive team. And it could be one of those situations, like I talked about before, where you know defense may be a second secondary thing. I mean, it already is. So you might as well just kill it at offense. And and I think that that's not a bad strategy. But you know, Portland did just spend two two first round draft picks on guys that could potentially play Ryan Anderson's position. Are they Ryan Anderson? No, but they could play his position. So that's one factor. The other factor is he has three more years left making $19 million a year. And that's a worse contract than Crab or Turner. And I I kind of see why they wouldn't be interested as well. So that that Portland wouldn't want Ryan would want something other than Ryan Anderson to facilitate a mellow trade. I don't think he's a bad call. Uh, Anderson is good. That was the kind of the rumor, which is why we talked about Anderson. But you know, if you had if you had a choice, if you could if you could get Houston to budge a little bit, I I would probably rather ask for Trevor Ariza or perhaps Eric Gordon, who would take minutes from guys that already are on the wing. But in in, in a lot of these hypothetical trades, Portland is losing a wing anyway, so. If you could get a guy that has really solid playoff experience and are veterans like Eric, like Eric Gordon or Trevor Ariza, and you can throw in some non-guaranteed salaries on Houston's end to help make things match, maybe you do that. But it still remains to be seen. It seems like the trade should be close. But you never know with these things. Maybe things fall apart at the last minute. Maybe maybe they the teams get... Uh, tired of negotiating or whatever, but it, it seems like the the Rockets are intent on getting 
Carmelo Anthony, Big Waz from True Hoop, from the True Hoop podcast, or now it's called the Basketball Analogy on ESPN, uh, tweeted that James Harden has been telling people that it's a done deal. So it, it's everyone involved is is being very they're being very elusive with their with their with their language and they're just basically you know telling people like it's gonna happen but they're kind of you know messing with people because they can't say like it's gonna happen or it's it's done because it's not actually done probably but it's a foregone conclusion that he's gonna end up in Houston so we're waiting on that we're waiting to see if Portland is involved in that at all I think they can still do that trade if they if the Knicks want to take on Ryan Anderson, but they probably don't because I think part of moving Mello is to start fresh, to acquire cap room, and to just start over again because and, and start over again around Porzingis and, and to have a real rebuild to build the team around the image of Porzingis, the, his age, and all that stuff. So. It makes a ton of sense for the Knicks to not want Ryan Anderson. And from Portland's perspective, it makes a lot of sense for me as well because you have Aminu who who could potentially play minutes at the four. And he was hurt last year. And he is a very valuable player. And when he does play, he makes the team better. So you don't want to hamstring him. You don't want to hamstring Swanigan who, who has looked very good. And... If 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 getting rid of Myers Leonard's contract is really that important to the Blazers, then I guess that's a move you make. But at the same time, is it that urgent to lock up your team with even more money on a player who is better than the two guys Portland would be sending in a hypothetical trade of of Harkless and Myers? He Anderson is better, but does that? How much better does that make the Blazers? I think it makes them a little bit better, but I do think, too, by bringing in Anderson, you're also kind of you're lowering the ceiling a little bit for the, the year that Swanigan could have. You're lowering the potential. You're lowering the ceiling that maybe the of the impact that perhaps Zach Collins could have in rookie season. While he's 19, he, he seems to have a pretty good gra- grasp of – the defensive end of the game. And that is something that Portland really needs help with. And so I don't, I'm not necessarily sure that you want to kind of cap their growth, the growth of those two guys in this season. When if you get Ryan Anderson, you're still fighting for the seventh or eighth seed and, and Dame and CJ want to make playoffs. They don't want to, they, they don't want to be spectators come April. They want to, they definitely want to be in the mix and they want to, play the biggest games so making the playoffs is an important concern but is are, are the, the the years are, are is the the minutes that you're going to give Anderson worth potential growth costs of Swanigan Collins and, and those guys and even Aminu who is still very young as well and while he, he can really be frustrating I do think that I I think you you, you got to try and roll with that, and I think I think you can I think you got to roll with who you've got there, and 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 I and I think Aminu, as frustrating as he can be, is a productive player and a, a guy that helps the Blazers because he really fills in gaps where the Blazers have gaps, and so 
I that report w- makes sense that the Blazers would not want Ryan Anderson. So maybe they're not going to be involved in this deal. Maybe Houston figures out another way to make it happen, another team to do it with. But uh, Portland, it appears, is negotiating hard, and they do not want to take on that big Ryan Anderson contract. Perhaps if they could swindle a pick, maybe that's another story. But the Rockets already sent a, a pick out in the Chris Paul trade, so it would be unlikely that well, they wouldn't be able to get the 2018 Rockets pick. So we'll, we'll wait and see here what happens with that Carmelo Anthony trade where he is presumably going to go to the Houston Rockets. The Blazers have been rumored as a third team to be involved to kind of grease the wheels in a trade. And names that have been rumored are Myers Leonard and Mo Harkless. So, a couple of updates out there in free agency before we wrap this up. Contavious Caldwell-Pope signed a one-year $18 million deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers were not that bad. Is there, is gonna, I think that's going to be their, their slogan this year. I'm, maybe they're not going to be that bad. We'll see. Uh, Lonzo Ball ha- had some tough games in the Vegas Summer League, so... That that maybe wasn't that encouraging, but it's also the smallest of samples, and I love Lonzo's feel for the game. I think he's going to be fine. Brooke Lopez, professional scorer. Kyle Kuzma from Utah, also looking good in the summer league for the Lakers. And then KCP is going to come in and be their starting two guard uh, next year, who is a excellent defender, streaky shooter, but excellent defender, elite on guards. And I think that's going to be a real nice addition to the Lonzo Ball backcourt to help him out because Ball is 6'6". He, he, he is bigger than normal size for a point guard. But one of the things that is always tough for point guards, and we've seen it here for years with Damian Lillard, is that it's it's the hardest position to guard and you're going to get tired and guys are going to go at you every night. And so... To have someone there to kind of shield him and protect him in Caldwell Pope that can guard the best guard on the other team, almost like Wesley Matthews back when Lillard was a rookie, I think would be a, is a really nice addition to the Lakers team. And with Brooke Lopez, Julius Randle in a contract year, KCP on a one-year deal looking to get paid again the following season, I really think that the Lakers have a chance to be a more respectable franchise in 2017-18 the Pistons might be talking a deal with Reggie Jackson sending him to the New Orleans Pelicans the Pelicans signed Drew Holiday to a very large deal in free agency but they only have Drew Holiday I think he's their only guard they're basically playing with three guys out there in New Orleans so they're looking for another point guard to run pick and roll with Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins not the best cap situation for them by bringing in Reggie Jackson, but at the same time, Boogie is a free agent very soon. I think after the next year, Anthony Davis, the clock is ticking on him. I think he's 2020, so they got to do something. And so Reggie Jackson might be that something for the New Orleans Pelicans as they try and get into the conversation because right now for me, they're they're not they're not a playoff team. And another signing that went down yesterday, the Hawks. Signed Dwayne Dedman, 
from the Spurs who had a nice season with San Antonio as their starting center or became their starting center towards the end of the year after Pau Gasol got hurt. They were able to insert him in the lineup, and they kept him in the lineup. So Deadman going to Spurs East over in Atlanta. And that is pretty much all of the stories that went down yesterday as we wait for the Carmelo Anthony trade to go down. The Blazers had a couple of injuries. Connaughton was forced from the game against the Spurs. Zach Collins also. We'll see if Collins and Connaughton play. I think Collins is probably a better bet to play in tonight's game against the Chicago Bulls. And the Blazers will have a chance to advance in the Summer League Tournament. If they win, they play on Thursday. And if they lose, they play on Friday. So we will be back with you until next time, until there is some news to report. We will have updates from Summer League over the weekend. But we will not be back the rest of the week. Thank you for, for listening to Lockdown Blazers. But we will have uh, an update in News Merit. So thanks for listening and talk to you soon. Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only.